Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit promised in Joel 2.28, and we equip for the outpouring so that we may engage in the outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. The Lord spoke to me this morning in my prayer time about the importance of every single person's voice, that your voice makes a difference. Who, me? Yes, you. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you're with us. And we want to uh, encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.org, and have a look around. Be sure to get on our email list. We want to make sure that you are able to connect with us and keep up with what we're doing, keep up with what's going on. And also, we really want to hear from you if this podcast is making a difference for you. If your life is being touched, we want to hear from you. And if you have a question, if you want something answered and you feel like we have something to offer to help you understand, let us know. Write an email to us at feedback at globaloutpouring.org. That's feedback at globaloutpouring.org. Be sure to check out our website and look at all the books that we have in our bookstore and all the blogs, and you can connect with us to see what we've got on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. We just want to connect with you and start building a relationship with you. So the Lord spoke to me this morning about the importance of your voice, your voice, not just my voice, your voice, Philip Buss, and, <laughs> yes. and your voice, listener, whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, your voice is important. Scientists say that every single voice is different from every, everyone else's voice. They can look at your voice pattern and identify who you are by the sound of your voice. Uh, It's it's almost kind of scary, but there's uh, there's scientific evidence that every single voice has a different voice pattern. Just like every snowflake, they say. Um, I I don't know if anybody has has gone to all the (laughs) trouble of really looking at every snowflake under a microscope. You have to do it outside (laughs) in the cold weather, but. It would make sense that every single voice is unique because God made each and every one of us unique. And you need to know that you are important. God sent you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. God sent you here for a reason. And he wants you to know, and we're, we're going to talk about the importance of why your, why your voice is important. And by the end of the day, you are going to be speaking and praising and doing things with your voice that are important for eternity. Today is important, and your voice is important today. So if you look at Genesis chapter 1 and verses 26 and 28, it indicates that God gave dominion to man. He made man in his image, and he gave him dominion over everything. Everything. Every single thing. All of life on earth was was given to man. And there's a teaching out there that when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they gave over the dominion to the devil. And I don't believe that that's true. I, there's no scripture there's that no scripture. I'm aware of that no. says that. Because you, you go on and read in the book of Psalms, it, Psalm chapter 8, verse 6, says that, that 
God made man to have dominion over the works of his hands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by the time you get to the book of Psalms, there's already been some, what would that be, about... Uh, How many thousand years? There, there was at least 2,000 years of history by the, time, by the time the eighth Psalm was written. So it's obvious that man still has dominion. Mm -hmm. And all of the evil that has been done in the world has been done by people... The devil himself couldn't do those evil works, but he had to persuade. Remember, he had to persuade Eve yeah, to eat the fruit. To eat the fruit, he had to persuade people to get involved with his evil plans. And he's real slick. He's very slick. Yeah. And haven't we all been tripped by him? Mm -hmm. Because deception is his modus operandi. That's how he works. And some people get tripped daily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that all the more reason for us to be pressing into the presence of God and learning his word and learning how to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit, learning the ways of God so that we don't get tripped up. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So when God created the earth, he created it by speaking. Mm -hmm. When he gave Adam dominion over the world, Adam was made in his likeness, so his words are equally powerful in the realm of creation. We create with our words just like God created with his words, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So our words are, are extremely important. The sound of our voice has an authority in it because we are descendants of Adam and Eve, because we're descendants of Noah. You know, yeah. a whole bunch of folks got wiped out in the flood. <laughs> so we're all descendants of Noah, if we have a belly button, I suppose, is how it works. And <laughs> so it's, it's important for us to understand the value of our words. And I, I trust that you know the, the principle that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the words that we speak are so important. But it's important that everyone contribute. When the children of Israel came into the promised land, and their first battle was the Battle of Jericho. And we learned that, the, that Joshua sent two spies over to Jericho to find out what they needed to know to get into Jericho. And Rahab the harlot took them into her house and gave them the understanding that everybody in Jericho is scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> so God gave Joshua a plan for this battle of Jericho, and he told them to walk around the city for six days in a row. Mm -hmm. Six days, yes. One time for six days. And then, but what was the most significant thing about their walk around the city? They had to keep utter silence, not say a word. Exactly. Can you imagine thousands of people marching around a city, not saying one word? That's it's really pretty hard. hard to imagine because most of us most of us have opinions. We want to chatter along the way. Yeah, and we want to talk about this and talk about that and whisper and da-da-da-da-da. We whisper in church and all those things. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they were given the instructions to be silent, and mm -hmm. they actually did it. Yeah. And then on the seventh day, they were to march around seven times, and then at a given signal, after the seventh time around... The priests were supposed to blow their shofars, and everyone, every voice mm -hmm. was to shout. 
Let me go on and read that. Okay. This is in the King James, chapter 6 of Joshua, and verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went out into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. You know, many times, we used to even sing a song, I remember, Mm -hmm. and the walls came tumbling down. Yeah. But the walls went flat. It's like the angels pushed the wall down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the people ran right over because the wall just, you know, fell over. Mm -hmm. You'd have to be climbing over all the rocks. So, but the portion of wall which probably didn't get pushed down was where Rahab was. That's where the ribbon was out of the window. Mm-hmm. You know, but so the walls were pushed down flat. And I remember when we went to Jericho, there wasn't a whole lot of stone laying around. They said, well, the scripture says the walls were pushed down flat or mm-hmm. pushed down. Yeah. So that gives a whole different light. That is just to shove them over. They went down. The people just walked right over. Yeah. Like they walked through the Red Sea on dry land. Exactly. But it's because every single person made their voice to be heard. Yes. Uh huh. It took everybody. Everyone had to be involved in that sound. And there's even a sound of the shofar that is that is called ruah, mm-hmm. and it it means it means the same as to shout. The word shout and the and that particular sound of the shofar is the same word. So if you like the idea of having a shofar but you don't have one yet. <laughs> You can shout, and yes. it will make the same difference. It will break things up. Uh, the The shout will will um, will shake things up. It will break things up, and and it makes a difference. So mm-hmm. when we shout to to the Lord together, something happens. But it's everybody's got to participate. Yes, and Amen. that's what God is looking for. He's looking for a people who are willing to step up and participate, even if they're shy. Mm-hmm. Even if their nature is normally shy and they don't like to use their voice, but God gave you a voice for a reason. Yes. Maybe you feel like you can't sing, but maybe you can shout. Mm-hmm. And I tell you this, God is a lot more interested in hearing the song of your heart, even if it doesn't have, even if you, even if you don't have the ability to sing on key. He's not listening to the to the sounds of the key that you're in. He's listening to the sounds of your, your heart. heart. Yes, uh-huh. and that's what's so important that that your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. Your voice is important. Yes, you need to use your voice today, today, like even while you're listening to us. Do you know what the word "amen" means? It means so be it. So be it. It's it means uh, truly. I I it means I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think in our twenty first century vernacular, we would say absolutely. <laughs> That's how we would agree, right? Yes. Uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so when when we're saying something that you agree with, just use your vocal cords and say. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or amen, or yes, or something like that. Or hallelujah. Or even even sometimes you just say, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't opened your mouth, but you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and your vocal cords have registered your vote. You are mm-hmm. voting 
in the atmosphere. You are voting in the spirit realm when you get into agreement with something. I want to share um, uh, here about uh, some Japanese scientists. Oh, yeah. And I'm not as sure exactly where you would find this out on YouTube. As Google I saw it. it you, yeah, Google it. Um, but these Japanese scientists were doing experiments on freezing water, and they would look at frozen water under the microscope. And it was the kind of crystal that it makes. Crystals. It was just magnificent. And they discovered by speaking to the water, they, they had two glasses of water there, identical. One was, you know, so many feet apart from the other. And over the one, they spoke blessings over it. I love you. You know, I mean, you can see this on the video. They're speaking blessings, you know, speaking soft, gentle things over a glass of water. Now, on the other glass of water, they were speaking negative to it, like, I hate you. All these, you know, bad words, not swear words, just bad words. It's the vibrations, you know, bad words. They froze the water, and they looked at the water under the microscope. And the water that was well spoken over had beautiful patterns. It was just very beautiful. But the water that was evil spoken over was jagged and ugly, and it just was, uh, it was just terrible looking. And these... Uh, these scientists probably aren't even believers. You know, they're they're scientists and, and not believers in what we believe. Not anyway. believe in what we believe. And so, if the power of their words of unbelievers have you know can change water like that by what they speak, what can we do when we praise God speaking positive positive words? And death and life is in the power of the tongue. That's right. We don't realize what we're saying. You know, so we. You know, we're not supposed to be even saying idle words. And, you know, it says in Matthew twelve thirty six, you give account of every idle word on the day of judgment. Yeah, that's true. You know, how often uh, do you read that scripture and practice that? Uh-huh. Uh, There's something for uh, us to do with our homework. You know, what if, <laughs> what if someone pulls in front of you? What's your reaction? What kind of words do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, you know, <laughs> you say, I bless you in Jesus' name. You know, I did I, I need to learn to do that. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of, the, one of the things that you can do also that makes an enormous difference in the, in the eternal realm mm-hmm. is when you don't know what else to say, start praying in tongues. Yeah, that's it. Because who knows, just because that car slowed you down, that could have prevented you in an accident down the road at the exactly. speed you were going. That's we exactly don't know that. right. Yes. You know? So, you know, we just... Uh, just change the way of thinking. <laughs> right. Speaking. And, and when when you choose to bless rather than curse, you are making an eternal difference. Uh-huh. It's 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 enacting your will because the your will is a part of your soul realm. Mm-hmm. You're you're getting your will in line with your spirit, which is in line with the Holy Spirit. Yes. When when you've become born again, when and especially when you're spirit filled. The Holy Spirit is at work with your spirit trying to help you get into the realm where it, where it, you making an, you are making an eternal difference and that everything that you do is affecting eternity. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that 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 we're not just here in the here and now uh just to just to waste time, just to spend time, just to uh, mark our time as we move along through our life. Yeah, we're not created just to sit on a rocking chair in the front porch in the last days of our life. Right. You know. You know, I was just reading a letter 
uh, about one of our members who is now 96 years old. And uh, it was it was said of her that prayer is her most important part of her life. Mm-hmm. She still is having an effect on eternal things. Even though her body's not doing so good, she can't walk all by herself. She always has to have some assistance. And, and she's kind of forgetful. But even so, she is making an eternal difference with her voice. She yeah. gets on a prayer call and helps people pray. <laughs> and she prays in her chair. And, and she prays and she prays and she prays. And she's making an eternal difference at 96. Yeah. You're not too old. Yeah. I remember my, my grandmother, she passed on at the age of 92. And she was a Nazarene preacher. Yeah. And she would quote the Psalms. Uh, the book, you know, books of uh, Isaiah, and she just had so much word in her. Mm -hmm. And that's an amazing thing. She retained Mm -hmm. all her scripture in that, though memory and other things wasn't wasn't there like that, but she retained all the scripture and things, and it was and she would speak the scriptures. It's true. And when you're speaking the word, it's in your spirit, yeah. So when you are getting into agreement with the word of God, you are making an eternal difference. Mm -hmm. When you apply your voice, speaking the word of God, you are making a difference. You're making a difference in the atmosphere. You're making a difference in yourself. You're making a difference in your family. All the people that are on your heart that you're praying for, your nation, the nations of the world, we're contending for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit when we speak the word of God back to God. We're getting into agreement. And what happens is that as our words go up from the earth to him, his power begins to come down and make it happen. Yes, and the more the presence of the Lord you have in you, it's like in the scripture, the eye is the window of the soul, what goes through your eye, your eye gate. Yeah, and if you're reading scripture, you're reading, you know, I've never thought of this before until now, but if, if you're reading scripture, it's just like what you put in front of you, you are what you eat, mm-hmm. you know, you want to say true. that. And what's going on in the theater of your mind? Your right. mind is like a theater, you know, and if you're if you're looking, reading scriptures, you know, and all the time. But if you're looking at TV and things all the time, what's that doing to your soul? Yeah. So we want to put into our soul, you know, looking at good. What What's the scripture Paul uses in uh, in Philippians? Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, all positive of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's um, as Paul experienced this. And he He'd been there, done that, done everything. And then he had a visitation of the Most High God that totally changed him. That was his changing point. And his life was on his road to Damascus, going up, you know, to bringing people up to Damascus uh, to the the chief priests uh, for judgment. Right. You know. And God met him right there. He met this terrorist. <laughs> and this terrorist wrote most of the New Testament. It's true. You know, forget what he, what he did in him, but he had a total change. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when the children of Israel came into the promised land, one of the things that God told them, told Moses to tell them to do was to go to Mount Ebal, Mount Gerizim in in the place of Shechem, which was one of the first places that God met Abraham when he came into the promised land. Very special place, very important place. Yes. And uh, God told half of the tribes to stand on 
on Mount Gerizim to to speak the blessings and half to stand on Mount Ebal to to speak the curses. And it's interesting that when when they did this, they were commanded that with with every curse, they were commanded to say amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words, they were saying, I agree with all of the things that will happen to me, that will happen to my family, that will happen to my nation if we go into sin. Mm-hmm. That's pretty serious. Yeah. So there's curses for idolatry and curses for moving your neighbor's landmark and cursed. Uh, and and every, time, every time they said this, everyone had to say amen. Mm-hmm. They had to get their voice into agreement with this. Yeah. Um, cursed is is uh, he that makes the blind to wander out of the way. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and and cursed is someone who who perverts judgment to the stranger, the widow, the fatherless. Cursed is he that uh, you know goes into adultery and incest and bestiality and more incest and and assault and. Um, Taking a contract to to murder. Now, I think this is very, very serious. Uh, Verse 25 says, Cursed be he that takes reward to slay an innocent person. Uh Now, wouldn't you say that that describes an abortionist? Someone who is taking money money. for the purpose of slaying an innocent person. Wow. Yeah. And there's a curse there. And I believe, now, uh, hear my heart, hear my heart. This is Old Testament, but it's principle that underlies the whole New Testament. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an understanding of the Old Testament, the New Testament isn't complete unless you get it built on the Old Testament. As as Gene Little says, that um, in the Old Testament, the New Testament is concealed, and Mm. in the New Testament, the Old Testament is revealed. Wow, that's good. It's very good. It's very good. And because that's the foundation. It's the foundation. So yeah. understanding now, Jesus gave us the two most important commandments. He said all of the the rest of the commandments, the the whole Old Testament, is settled in these two things: love, uh, love the, the Lord, Lord your God, God with all your heart, heart, with all your soul, soul with all, all your mind, mind, with all your strength. strength. And the second is like unto it: love your neighbor, neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. Uh huh. On all these hang all the law and the prophets. Exactly. Wow. The whole Jesus spoke thing. that. Jesus said that. Yeah. So all the law and the prophets are. He used the word concluded. At least that's what the word the translators used. Mm-hmm. They're fulfilled in how yeah. we love God and love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. So if you love your neighbor, you're not going to shed innocent blood. Yeah. You're not going to shed the blood of that baby. Mm -hmm. But the principle is still there that there's a curse that comes from the shedding of innocent blood. And it's a curse that will even affect the inhabitants of the land. There was a prophetic word that was given in our convention a few years ago that said, uh, when Roe versus Wade is overturned, Mm -hmm. within an hour, you will feel the curse lift off of this nation. Wow. And it's coming. Mm-hmm. It is coming, and we need to add our voice yes. to this to bring forth the righteousness, to bring forth the truth, to bring forth the the kind of nation that God is dreaming America will be. Yes, uh-huh. it's part of our heritage. It's part of of the covenants that were made by the people who came here, covenants 
to make America an evangelistic nation, to take the gospel to the nations. And until the gospel mm-hmm. gets to all the nations, to all the people groups, yeah. the devil can't have his way. That's right. Uh-huh. So we need to be doing everything that the Holy Spirit leads us to do and get into agreement with the Holy Spirit with our voices Mm-hmm. for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all nations so that the harvest will come in. So th- then shall the end come. That's what Jesus yeah. said. Then shall the end come. So don't don't look for Jesus to come this afternoon until the harvest is all in. Mm-hmm. If but the you, harvest is in this afternoon, then that's fine. But be ready at any time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might have a rapture all your own. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And the preparation for going through tribulation, and I'm not talking about the great tribulation. I'm not talking about the wrath. We are not appointed to wrath. But Jesus promised us tribulation. (laughs) It's a promise that he gave us. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've I've overcome overcome the world. And that's where we need to add our voice. Add your voice to say, yes, you overcame Jesus. You live inside of me. I shall also overcome. Yes, amen, hallelujah. In the book of Revelation, yes, chapter 5, verse 11, you know, it talks about, you know, the, the 24 elders before the throne and, you know, and the, the glory of, of the throne. And this is all, this is all before the seals are opened. You know, John is having this vision yes. of the throne room. I'm going to be reading this out of the Passion Translation. So this is chapter 5, verse 11. Then I looked, and I heard the voices of myriads of angels in circles around the throne, as well as the voices of the living creatures and the elders, myriads and myriads. And as I watched, all of them were singing with thunderous voices. Worthy is Christ the Lamb who is slaughtered to receive great power and might, wealth and wisdom, honor, glory, and praise. And this is what caught me, and I didn't realize this until we were just studying this. Then every living creature joined the angelic choir. Every creature in heaven and on earth, under the earth, in the sea, everything in them were worshiping with one voice, saying, Praise, honor, glory, and dominion be to God and throne and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. And that caught me. I thought, this is worldwide worship going on. Right. I mean, there's something has happened where everything, because this says all, I mean, that's that's everything, is worshiping the Lord under the earth. It's like every living thing. What has to happen for that to happen? Outpouring. It's outpouring, an incredible outpouring, which is what God is getting us ready for. And it is after this where it starts talking about the opening of the seals. Yes. You know, where the judgments are poured out. Right. And how much of that, we don't know. We will see. But I, re- I remember our founder, Sister Gwen, saying, We'll see just enough of the judgments to know what it's like because the wrath of God is not intended for us. That's right. It's not intended for the righteous as for the judgment of the Antichrist system. Right. And there are those that will not repent, but there's vast, vast, vast numbers of people who are just waiting to hear the good news. Yes. And, And God needs your voice to speak up. He needs your voice to get into agreement with the word of God to be praising, to be worshiping, to be saying amen, to be declaring scripture, and to be sharing the truth of the Lord amen. Jesus Christ. We're God's cheerleaders. That's right. That's good. a good word. <laughs> what does a cheerleader do 
you know, when the team is winning. You know, they're cheering and cheering. What does a cheerleader do when the team is not winning? They're trying to, you know, give, you know, give their uh, shouts, their, you know, what they... Encouragement. Encouragement. They try to, okay, encouragement. The team needs to hear encouragement. So the cloud of witnesses are up there as you're reading the book of Hebrews. Yes. Verse, you know, in chapter 12, verse 1, you know, they're, they're encouraging us on, That's you know, right. for, for this race. What they, what they would have wanted to see is the outpouring of the Lord on, the, on all flesh over all the earth, you know, and they're maybe even jealous for this day yeah. that we are living in. I mean, we're so caught up in, in this and that. We're caught up maybe our car payment. We're caught up in our <laughs> golf clubs. We're caught up in your bowling ball, you know, or whatever you're caught up in. But you can turn your focus. Yes. You know, the eye is the window of the soul. And you just start reading more scripture, praising more, worshiping more, concentrating more on the Lord. And you'll feel lifting in your spirit because he wants to get you ready for all things at all circumstances at any given time. You know, you get into a circumstance and maybe you did some sin or something, maybe an hour or something before, and you say, I wish I didn't do that. I don't feel the glory of the Lord right now. Maybe somebody just got hit by a car because you sinned, you don't feel like praying for him. Yeah. You know, you have to be ready at any given time just in praising and worshiping the Lord. Keep short accounts. Keep short accounts. If you slip, if you make a mistake, immediately repent. Yes. And get yourself back where you belong. You know, sometimes, sometimes the attacks of the enemy that come against us can cause us to lose our song, uh -huh. can cause us to lose our voice, and we just sit there dumb, silent. And, and God wants to encourage you. So I heard recently someone giving the word of the Lord, and there was a portion of it that went into me and just resonated. And it was, let your praise be louder than your pain. I remember when we had a, a car accident uh, some years ago, I didn't even realize that I had lost my song until yeah. I started singing it again. Yeah, Sharon's always, always sing, I can always hear her coming. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know when she's coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm either humming or whistling or singing. Uh, there's, there's always a song. Uh, that's the way God wired me. But I think everyone has a song that you need to be singing, whether it's, whether it's with music Mm -hmm. or whether it's just your own sound. Everybody has your own sound. There's a sound yeah. that belongs to you. It's your own. And trauma or, or loss of a loved one or hope deferred or pain or, or feeling like you're a failure or that you have no purpose in life. Maybe there's a, a, a spirit of suicide that's trying to attack you. It's time to raise your voice in praise. Yes. It's, it's time to, if, if any of those things are caused by your own failures of, of obeying the Holy Spirit, you simply repent. Jesus mm -hmm. paid for it. Jesus paid for you to have a voice. Yes. He paid to redeem your voice, to get your voice back out there where he needs you. Mm -hmm. You have a purpose in life. He yes. needs you. He needs your voice. He needs your song. He needs your amen. He needs your praise. Not because he needs it for his own ego. <laughs> God doesn't have an ego God like that. <laughs> but he needs... He needs you to do that because you need to do that. Yes. You need your song in order to be 
in harmony with heaven, to be in concert with heaven. When Dean Braxton was in heaven, he wrote a book about it, by the way. It's, uh, it's called Deep Worship in Heaven, and I believe you can find it on our website, globaloutpouring.org. Dean Braxton, Deep Worship in Heaven. He wrote about his experience at the throne. He was hearing everyone giving their sounds. Hmm. Everything wow. was giving their own worship. The the grass was giving its worship. The wow. the mountains were actually waving. Waving. Wow. There's a there's a psalm that says the mountains flow down at thy presence. presence. And I think that's what he saw. He saw the mountains actually coming like waves, uh, like wow. like like waves of the ocean. The mountains could do that because of the greatness of our God and his glory. But there came a moment in time when it was Dean's turn to make his sound, to make his song of praise. And no one else has your sound. No one else can can produce the sound that God made you to produce. Yeah, don't let any rock cry out in your place. Amen. That's a scripture Jesus Jesus spoke said even the very rocks would cry out. If we would be silent. Yes. yes. So God wants you to open your mouth. Yes. Start right now by saying amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Give your amen to what is being said, because when you say amen, you are saying, I say exactly the same thing that was just said. Mm-hmm. I liked what that what that was. I would have said it in exactly the same way I'm saying the same thing when I say amen or when I say absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Whatever it is, however you say it, you are you are giving your agreement and and what it's doing is it's doubling it and it's tripling it. Every voice, it's increasing exponentially in the earth and the earth is beginning to bring the sound up to heaven of worship and praise and speaking of the word that is going to cause all of these other things that are in place to fall flat, just like the walls of Jericho. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, So open your mouth and say what the Lord is saying and say amen to what you hear someone else say or say absolutely to what you hear someone else say that is the word of God. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.